Sonic Statesman.com. Welcome to Sonic Talk number 134. Uh, we're recording live, as uh, those of you in the chat room will know. Um, had a little bit of uh, miscommunication this week, so we're still assembling a panel. But we do have with us non-Eric from Musotalk.de, who was, um, we haven't had for a couple of weeks, so it's a great pleasure to get you back. How are you doing, Hans? I'm fine. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello. And we also have Rich Hilton, uh, myspace.com forward slash Hiltonius, uh, who's a regular in the studio with Mr. Nar Rogers over in, um, well, in New York, I guess it is, rather than Connecticut, where you probably are at the moment. Actually, the studio's in Connecticut. Oh, is it? Damn. Yeah. Damn my geographical knowledge. We like having it up. We <laughs> like having the studio up here. Up time. Well, it's handy for you, obviously. Well, that's one of the reasons I moved up here. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. So, uh, And also we have uh, in the chat room uh, a bu- whole bunch of people um, where you can join us. If you've not already joined us and you're listening to this podcast after the effect, sonicstate.com forward slash live is where to come and get us um we have a live chat room you can join in with the gang and listen to the show live we stream it via shoutcast there's a widget on the page you can you can join in and all that kind of stuff so um thanks to everybody who's here now and um uh, let's go we may get mark tinley uh, we're hoping we can he's been wrestling with some broadband and is currently in uh, looking after his son so he might if he can bribe him with some chocolate and some some tantalizing kids television we'll get him along too but uh hey Let's see. So this week, uh, well, this week, those of you who are listening last week will have known that I was uh, heading up to the Limb Show. We recorded a a day early last week uh, where, because I was going to go up to the big Yamaha product launch of the new SSX series keyboards. Um, But unfortunately, there was a tube strike. So it took me three hours to get from Hammersmith, which is about two miles away from Tower Bridge to Tower Bridge. And I missed the boat. So I ended up um, spending my evening in the hotel um, where I watched uh, the England soccer match. (laughs) <laughs> which was kind of, you know, it was all right. Better than sitting in traffic, I guess. But I was really looking forward to a glamorous boat trip. And I didn't really get a chance. But anyway, so... Uh, but I was there do? for the limb show. England won 6-0. But Ooh. it was like playing against a team of toddlers. They weren't exactly, you know, they, they were playing Andorra, which I think probably has a population the size of a, only a few football teams anyway. It's pretty small, so not much of a catchment. But, you know... Oh, I seem to have Mark Tinley as well. So maybe we'll get Mark too. Um, so uh, I've introduced everybody, but I was at the Limbs show uh, where we saw a bunch of things, short, shots and video. There were some releases, the Juno DI, uh, which was actually quite good. Sounds pretty good. The Yamaha X, SX, SX range, the TC Classic 450 bass head. There was some Kenton USB stuff, Fender Reverb pedal, uh, various other things. Did anyone get a chance to watch any of the vids and see where we, uh, any of the stuff we got from there? I must um, confess, I did not. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I watched one today, actually. Ah, oh, marvellous. I can't remember. I think it was a guitar plug-in from... Cakewalk. Yes. The Guitar Tracks Pro. Yes, 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 yes. We've got the scoop there. In fact, um, the, 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 the whole kind of uh, live video from the phone thing worked quite well. I had four product scoops up by half past ten, and the show opened at, te- at ten o'clock. So oh. I was pretty pleased. And the other thing that was really nice in a guitar vein was the Vox Night Train, that chrome, little chrome mini head. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it it seems to be, uh, it's like um, today, it only takes about, these days, it only takes about three months, if you have, or six months, if you have a a great product idea to have the copies available. Uh, I think this is all due to the fact that the Tiny Terra, which I also own from Orange, has been so incredibly successful. Yeah. And so Marshall also brought out, just released... um, a f- uh, around 500 euro priced um, 15 or 20 watt top may- manufactured somewhere in East Asia. Yeah, I think all of them are probably um, kind of happening in that direction. But the, the Vox sound really nice. I mean, I know the Orange does as well. And um, they've, they've, there was definitely a kind of, yes, I enjoyed. I did enjoy that a lot. I think that's the the general, I think, uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw that I did a a video on recording uh, guitar at home with an isolation cabinet. Oh no, that's a great idea. Was that a homemade one or a a kind of bought isolation cab? No, it's uh, semi, both. It was homemade by somebody 
who right. did it for me, so I bought it. I didn't do it myself. It's really, really well done. And I think due to the fact that this might be coming popular too, uh, there's a desperate need for a small amp. Because if, if, if you feed that amp something like 50 or uh, that cabinet 50 or 100 watts, it already gets too loud. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, they are pretty, I mean, pretty stonking. The, the, the Vox Night Train had a switch where you could go from triode mode to pentode mode. Mm. Uh, so you could kind of half and half the, the output volume, but still drive it really hard if you wanted to. Yeah. Which kind of looked good. I don't know what yeah. the Tiny Terror has. I mean, I imagine it has similar yeah, same, features, same similar thing. kind of features. So, um, Rich, um, I don't, we also said the, new, the Limb Show is quite a new show. It was a bit unfortunate that it happened to sort of coincide with the tube strike because it did make it a little bit uh, kind of down on the trade days. I believe the weekend was much better um, for a lot of people. But um, yeah, it's mm. a good show, good show space. Cool. But um, some good fun stuff set. The, um, the Roland Juno DI, uh, I know that obviously this podcast is sponsored by Roland, but uh, that's one of them. That's cool. But it was actually quite a good keyboard. It's battery-powered, and also it's got a load of the Phantom uh, G sound engine in it, so it sounds pretty good. I did get some... I'll do an ad later on um, where they've asked me to uh, to mention it a little bit more as part of the Roland ad, but as a sort of general point of interest for the from, from the Limb show, it does sound pretty good. There's a piano in it which sounds remarkably good for the, the fact that it's kind of, what, I guess it's 550 quid, so in dollars, what's that's going to wow. be? Probably about 899, maybe 999? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mark Tinley. Hello. Are you on your iPhone? I am on my iPhone, yeah. This is a first for us. It's really <laughs> great to have you back, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> uh, have you moved into your new house now? Uh, well, half of me has. Half of you has. <laughs> The other half had- my, my spirit in hell or something, with, along with the builders. I've got notice what's happened. When- I've been following you on uh, on Twitter, and I see you've been having a lot of trouble with builders. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I, don't, I think it's a universal truth, isn't it? It's a universal truism. When you have builders in, there's always trouble. I don't un- I don't understand it at all. I really don't. Well, I just had a chap in just now who's doing the um, who's doing my desk in my cellar which is going to be my music space and he was here for three hours and he did a he's virtually finished making my desk and upholstering it and everything wow and he he is also an upholsterer and he's just uh, he's done a very nice job and he's coming back but not till monday to finish it so come monday i should have my studio space back and then it, things will start to make a bit more sense. Oh, I mean, cool. I think the problem is I, I've got way more musical gear than I ever thought or knew I had. Ah. And uh, to get the desk put in the cellar, I've had to clear everything out of the cellar. And uh, the house is overrun with keyboards and speakers and things. And, of course, motorcycle parts as well. So I don't know where my Skype headset is, I'm afraid. So I... Let's jump straight on to, uh, I think perhaps the first thing we should do, um, just in terms of time, is probably the Axel 2 synth. Uh, if I sort of outline what it is, um, the Axel 2 synth is um, a kind of real-time resynthesis synthesizer based on the original Axel, which was from by PI Technos ages and ages ago, which was uh, oh, yeah. 1985, had a touchscreen, had loads of DSP. It was kind of really advanced at the time. Very, very, very rare. Apparently, they've been... Was working... it ever released? Well, um, that's the person who left the details for it on, on, our, on our site, Synth site, um, was, uh, had one. So I guess some people had them. But, uh, <laughs> okay. But this, now, th- this one now has no keyboard. It just takes a real-time audio input and you can buy it in three flavors uh one is a uh pci or pcie card um which is uh, about two grand us there's a rack at about three grand us or the studio which is kind of a, a, a beefed up rack with a touchscreen which is about seven grand us and I, I, as far as i can tell it's uh, 16 voice polyphony but it's uh, down to how many different dsp slots it's got as far as i understand it's a bit difficult to decipher all of the information um I found some information also that said that those three different levels, the entry level one has 16 megabytes of RAM. Ah, okay. The next one up has 256, and then the highest level one has four gigabytes of RAM. I think that's what I read. Anyway, that's some pretty expensive that, RAM right there, isn't it? That no kind kidding. of makes sense to me now, because I was thinking, why has that one only got 
16 meg, but if it's on a PCI card, that would make sense. And if the other one is a rag, that mm. would make sense. But then why can't they put it on S- an SD chip? Maybe it's not fast Well, enough. the thing is, they've got their own uh, proprietary, um, what are they called, PRP or what are they there? RPP processors, which apparently run equivalent to 50 computers running at the same time. In fact, the the, the PCI card is is rated at 200 GOPs. I don't know what that means, actually. Is that gigaflops? I have no idea what that is. I don't know what GOPs is, but it's a bit it's a bit fronglish. It's a Quebec company, and some of the translation has <laughs> not quite kind of come through. But it just seemed like um, it, it, it's all the Formula One of synths, and it's kind of really sort of you know pushing it hugely. Um, I, I couldn't quite figure out why it was the ultimate synthesizer because I, I did get some audio examples. Does anyone want to hear th- hear them? Yeah, where did sure. you get them from? Because there aren't any on the uh, website. Right? Well, that's because... there are some on the there are some on the main manufacturer's website. Right here so we there go. Aren't any on the website for the synth? You have to go to the ma- the I'll manufacturer's. Put, I'll put the link in the show notes, and here they come. not terribly um terribly impressive in terms of examples i have to say i think it is quite impressive but it is impressive in the fact that it is total real time and this it does time stretch in real time which i kind of can't get my head around in that you can shorten things because obviously what i what i think is impressive when you listen to those clips when it starts to deviate a little bit from the unprocessed signal so when you start shifting all the formants about and you've just gone a bit either side before it gets to the point where it goes all squeaky and silly you sort of listen to it and you think it's not doing anything and i think that actually is a good sign that it could be used for processing things and changing them around quite markedly oh yeah i'm sure you can without without anybody really realizing any process that's been applied to it so for you know speeding things up and slowing things down and twisting them around and but it did sound a bit like a v-synth do you think i mean but don't i mean you know aside from the fact that they weren't terribly impressive as examples i mean the thing is they got their website up together they're pushing this i mean it's it's being kind of pr'd but there are no brilliant audio examples on the site and you know that just seems kind of crazy you really have to kind of go there was one in there where there were there was a bit of um i don't know who it was i think it's brandenburg the violin piece anyway and it started to turn into kind of square wave pulse width and that was quite impressive because that actually resynthesized the waves and that was giving me a hint of what it could do but i mean i'm gonna think pretty long and hard before i drop a couple of k on um on the base model to before i get some real uh, audio love from it let know. alone let alone seven grand for what was it four gig? <laughs> well, if you're going to go and spend if you're going to go and spend that much money, then you go and buy a Kyma Capybara, don't you? Well, maybe so. Yeah, hands. Which is what all the film people use and generate oh. stuff with. There so. it is. Have you heard of, Have you heard of this, Hans? I've heard of it. I've seen it when it was first sh- shown at trade shows. You know, with this great interface. Uh, but I think it's going to go the way of the uh, Hartmann Neuron. Right. It's going to go down that drain, uh, down that. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Down that route. Down the route. Down that route. Yeah. Toilet. I think it's because uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a market anymore for for ex- this kind of you know price range synthesizer because. Um, there's no justification because the, uh, the, the these kind of sounds can be... I mean, I had a guy here, uh, we just recorded a video um, workshop on club music production. Yeah. And the guy was, you know, showing all the... It's actually a, a well-known German dance producer called Dominic de Leon. And um, he was, you know, showing all these crazy plugins that would generate weird sounds and rearrange audio on the fly and, you know, produce all those on Vogue club music sound effects with audio materials or whatever. 
and some of them are freeware, and I just don't see the I don't see the the market or the. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because, I mean, with with the neuron, I think we discussed it at the time, it sort of, it sounds a bit like crossfading, even though I know it's doing something clever, whereas this, and this sounds just a little bit like pitch change and applying effects in real time. I mean, the fact of what's going on in the hood is no doubt technologically very impressive, but net result is kind of not worth, you you know, a factor of 10. Um, I suppose there is an element of that because it'll do all of that audio manipulation, but a V-Synth is kind of, you know, a fraction of the cost of the full system. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, what I think, where I think this might have its um, market is in, in the film industry where people need those absolutely perfect, really high-quality individual sound, sound effects of the things like cars turning into lions, turning into cats meowing and and all that sort of stuff. So for sound design in the film industry, if it can shift stuff very marginally without making it sound processed, then it could be used for generating Foley effects, like off-the-wall Foley effects that are sort of sound real but aren't quite, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, signature sounds. I mean, Hans Zimmer will probably buy one because um, he's that kind of guy, isn't he? But Yeah. But yes, I, I suspect the there will be a limited market for it, and it's a shame because it looks like that. I mean, these guys have been working on this stuff since 1985. You know, for, for, it's the same kind of follow-on from the original Axle synthesizer, um, which was first shown in I think 87 at NAM, and you know, that, so it's been going on a long, long time. Um, well, as we say that it follows in the heels of the first one. Let's drift back to 1989 and talk about the first one for a second. The first one was all about this magical control surface, and the guy who came and demoed it for us like practically flourished with his other hand as he swept his hand dramatically across the stream <laughs> to realign the various partials in the additive synth engine to give you an... And it had this whole, you know visual aspect and performance it was all about performance and the human interaction with this bizarre interface he was showing and all of this and frankly it sounded like crap um but it did but it but it was such a you know demonstrative thing and it was going to be visually appealing and all of this and it was very very expensive and we were like yeah yeah great so this is like to me you know uh coming out of the doorstops of the past we have now arrived at the doorstops of the future because I'm not sure you could sell this thing as a $300 plug-in, let alone a $7,000 piece of hardware. It does sound that way. I mean, they really need to get some, some kind of hot audio examples up there straight away so that we perhaps don't feel, um, they don't have any, believe me when I tell you they don't (laughs) have any, because I saw the demo of the first one and it sounded like crap. Oh dear. And, and if this one does sound better, so much the better. But the fact is, it does not in any way, shape, or form descend from the original in terms of the way they marketed the original, which was the touchscreen interface being the whole deal. I mean, and then we could do resynthesis. And I remember the first resynthesized symbol he did sounded like it was coming, you know, down from a cup and a string to another cup and a, you know, to another right. cup at the other end. And uh, this one seems to sound not much better. Oh, dear. Well, we wish them luck. I mean, obviously, they might have something that yes, really, of kind of, really kind of catches on um, and, and kind of I works out. I doubt they will advertise with you, Nick. You know, you, you might be right. Um, I, I, I mean, don't want to wish to trash it, but I think they need to kind of raise the challenge and kind of really get some really hot examples. Because, I mean, it must be. If it's got all that processing power, there must be some stuff that you can do with it that needs to be heard. But it's released on August the 1st, uh, and um, then you can go and order. You can pre-order now, um, apparently. <laughs> But, you know, based on the information that's available, it's, it's doubtful that you're going to get a whole bunch of, um, of, of those just because there's just not enough stuff. Anyway. I'm trying to be very diplomatic and, you know, not unkind and all of those things. Well, Can anyway. I just ask, if it runs on a PCI slot, what the hell am I meant to run it in? Because I don't think I've got a computer with a PCI slot. Or a PCIe as well. So, uh, yeah, it has to be a tower of some kind. It won't run in a laptop, but you can get an adapter. Well... <laughs> Well, I think Come maybe on, it's a Formula One of synthesizers. Yes, but did you, you know what's happening in Formula One of synthesizers at the moment uh, is that uh, all the funding's going out of it. The big teams are leaving in droves, and uh, they're all threatening to pull out. So that doesn't really a very that's not a very good analogy, I would say. They need to and change all the all the excitement now in Formula Three Thousand, isn't it? Maybe they need to change the Formula Three Thousand of synthesizers. 
Oh, I feel like we've been a bit harsh. I mean, time will tell. <laughs> Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see, because I'm sure that it's capable of some great things. It's just not available there yet. Um, anyway, at this point, I, I'll, I'll bring in the first of our advertisers, because um, um, I want to pick things up a bit and sort of leave us on a bit more of a high note. We've got um, oh, the phone going. <laughs> It's the Axel people on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, right, let's try that again. So uh, I'd like to welcome uh, our, our now regular sponsor in the form of Roland.co.uk, who uh, very kindless, kindly let us uh, film an exclusive video of the Juno DI uh, at the Limb Show. And it did actually sound really good. Um, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, considering it's kind of the lower end of their kind of workstation stuff, 128 voices, professional synthesizer with over a thousand patches on board, derived from the Phantom G. Uh, and I was quite amazed by the quality. It says here, you can say that you heard it at Limbs and were amazed by the quality. But actually, <laughs> I did hear it at Limbs and I was quite amazed by the quality. The piano is particularly good, actually. Uh, it's an intuitive, friendly, simple user interface, battery operation for mobile use, uh, so you can, you know, you can use it with a battery, which may be useful in some instances. Plays back MP3, WAV, AIF and SMF playback via an optional USB memory, uh, which you could use for backing tracks live. It's got a mic input with dedicated reverb and vocoder effects that you can apply to that, PC, Mac, editor, software included. Um, they It's going to replace the their best-selling Juno D, and they introduced the Juno stage last year and have just upgraded the Juno G to version two uh, it's going to be at 549 pounds and will be in the stores from july i'm not sure what that's like in the rest of the world but if you go to roland.co.uk uh, you can go and uh, they've got the product information up there and i thoroughly recommend um uh, checking out our video as well because um you get an idea of some of the sounds because i don't think you've got any sound demos so thank you very much to roland.co.uk and uh, a new product to uh, tell you all about so the, don't forget the juno di Hey, right. Nick. Yes. Taking Rich. a step back into Juno DI, as I took a quick look at that video, I see in the background a demo area for the Roland V piano. Ah. Which means you've probably heard it, right? Uh, I didn't see the demo area of the Roland V piano. I must have missed that out. It must right have been there in the background of your video of the Roland DI. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. No, I haven't tried it. Obviously, I'll edit this bit out so I look a bit more. Uh, bit more together <laughs> well the roland di did sound lovely by the way it, you, it did actually yeah i mean I'm, I'm not just saying that i'm because they advertise it just has, so happens to be a happy coincidence i don't think i would say it if it wasn't true even though i am a complete tart and uh, will say anything for money uh, i wouldn't have said that <laughs> so, anyway <laughs> shall we move on to the next thing which i think hans this is going to be something that you can really yes, um yes, you can really help on uh, the waldorf largo uh, i've got a waldorf largo um demo here. I'll just play this quickly so we can hear what it sounds like. That is the sound of the Waldorf Lago, which actually, incidentally, it's quite hard to find a demo track from them, too. Um, but I did manage to find that one. Uh, and that's the new synth from Waldorf, which is, on paper, a, a got a sort of monstrous amount of specifications. two hundred Up to 256 voices, four layers, five oscillators per voice, uh, virtual analog plus waves waves and wavetables, two filters, multi-mode, two drive stages, three LFOs, four envelopes, arpeggio uh, and step sequencer, two effects, 249 US. Now, I haven't actually had my hands on this, but it has been quite eagerly anticipated, and it sort of comes out of... Um, requests for the classic Waldorf sound, but in, in software. Now, ha uh, non-Eric, over at musotalk.de, I know that you have reviewed this and had yes, a good I look have. at it. Mm -hmm. What did you make of it? Let's uh, start with you, then. Okay, what do you want to hear? <laughs> well, I just want to hear kind of whether it's any good, really. Definitely. Yes, it's, it's, it's a lot of good. Um, I think it's, it's sort of spearheading the new generation of virtual synthesizers in terms of, you know, the, just the, the, the power of the sound. Um, when you watch my video uh, review of it, I'm, I'm really, uh, I did one part where I've, I'm just, you know, playing around with the filter. Mm -hmm. 
and you can hear how aggressive and how you know the the when you compare it to since it came out a couple of years ago on on the computer you wouldn't get that sort of big fat filter sound right and um also, in terms of the user, uh, the, uh, the user interface is very, very straightforward and very intuitive. It's something that everybody says, you know, it's, okay. it's intuitive, but it, it, it's really something that it, it, it's so easy to just play around and tweak the sounds uh, because it's also very simply laid out, you know, it, 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 from, from left to right, you've got the oscillators, the mixer, the two filters. And uh, the only thing that I found... Uh, a bit uh, of a of a problem was that uh, you know looking. Uh, I'm trying to find the the amplitude envelope is something that yeah. I always tweak. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, that's two mouse clicks away. Ah. I would have loved to have that on the on the on the right at the top level of the user interface. But f- uh, apart from that, uh, I did a direct comparison uh, between a Blofeld. Yeah. That was uh, given to us by Just Music here in Berlin. Uh, they are, from in terms of the sound engine, they're very, very, very close. Um, but uh, they're not 100% compatible. So you can't, you can't take the presets from one uh, synthesizer to the other. So I had to sort of look for equivalent sounds. Right, but, I see. But, but in a one-to-one comparison, there would be no one would dare to uh, to say that he would be able to tell which one was actually the hardware synthesizer. Really? Uh, well, well, li- just listening to that demo, I mean, the one thing I did kind of get from it was, the, I mean, I don't know what process it had gone through, but the bottom end on the sort of bass side of it sounded really, so it had that sort of humming kind of super quality to it that you don't always get from many software synths, so I, I can fully get that. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of the bass sound, it's really, really strong on the bass, which is a general problem in the computer, I feel. Yeah. Uh, the only other synths that have a really good, great bottom end are the G-Media stuff, I think has great bottom end. And uh, still comparing it to the old microwave, the, the initial one, mm-hmm. with the analog filters, it's still uh, there's still this basic problem of, everything in the computer when it goes down really low it becomes kind of the attacks dies you know it's not you don't get that pop that yeah. clicking clicking bass sound that are always used on my um, microwave one it don't doesn't have that but it's uh but that's also a lack in the blowfeld it doesn't have that either right so i, I feel it's it's not a I think, you know, putting these things side by side, you could really say this is a true Waldorf synthesizer in the computer. Right. I've never really got into Waldorf stuff, and I I am quite keen to try this out. Rich, did you... Everything, one last word. Yeah. Everything is always 80s coming out of it. (laughs) Perfect. Well, it's just, it's the synth for me then, obviously. (laughs) Rich, is it the synth for you? Uh, From the looks of it, it will be, yeah. In fact, it's so the synth for me that I might actually download that VST wrapper I haven't put on the new computer yet just so I can run it in Pro Tools. Because apparently they're not planning an Artest version. At least they don't say anything about it on their website. They say VST and AU. Um, And this thing is interesting enough to me to make me want to run it in a wrapper, which is the only, I think, possibly the only VST synth so far to make me want to do that, that I can't run an Artest. Well, that's saying something. It looks... It looks outstanding, and and certainly the examples sound good. Um, and the Blofeld is. I've been kind of waiting for this. I kind of had a feeling they were going to port their technology into a more standardized uh, computer platform and uh, get that Blofeld sound elsewhere. And I think this is probably that. Uh, I, this is sort of something I almost certainly expect to own. One last thing. If I may add, uh, and that's the only one that's got all these classic, you know, like wavetable synthesis sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that's claiming to be wavetable, but this has got the old, the old classic wave, 360 wavetables, all the original wave and microwave wavetables in there. Yeah, and all the Q wow. stuff. Yeah, it's got all of the, uh, it's got the whole back catalog in there and the waves, hasn't it? 
I mean, yeah. for 250 bucks US, that's a tremendous amount of synthesizer right there. Mm. Mark, will you? Uh, yeah, I think you've just talked me into it with those <laughs> final comments. I mean, I always liked the way there was a... Who made the Wave, PPG Wave plug-in? Uh, I think they did. I've got that, actually. Did that came know, with my... Um... I liked that one. <clears throat> what I noticed about this, and I know this is going to sound like a bit weird, but I, it's just the way that I perceive things. When ADATs first came out, they have, although technically they sound, when you record things on them, they sound the same as the thing you've recorded on them. To me, they have like this kind of glassy edge, and it's almost like when you hear the sound, you're looking at it through a pane of glass, if that makes any sense. Right. And listening to this, this is one of the first synths I've heard for a long time that doesn't have that, what... It's a sort of a digital glassy edge, I suppose. It's almost like you're on. It's almost like I'm in. I'm going to go all arty now. <laughs> it's Please almost do. like I'm walking through the rainforest, right? Looking at the rainforest, but I'm in a glass dome when I'm listening to lots of digital stuff. Okay. And this one, I can hear the canopy or the foliage. I can hear the texture of the sound and everything coming through. And even though the demos obviously have been encoded as MP3s. But the sound is, this is the first software synth that I've heard for a long time that is doing that digital thing, you know, like the big pads thing, where it actually feels like the sound has got some form of substance to it. And I and it really sort of tickled my ears and, and felt nice, if you know what I mean. So I think, yeah. the word, will, I, is to, will I, is yes, I will. Right. Yeah, Mark, that's exactly what I was trying to say when I said this is a sort of one of the new generation of VSTIs. Because it, it's, it just has yeah. a different sound, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, in, it's in terms of sound. Mm. Well, it has been e- very eagerly awaited, hasn't it? Um, Akai Pete in the chat room says, uh, Mark, you sound like you're talking through a window two at the moment, but that's because Mark is on his iPhone um, um, because he's just moved and can't find his headset, just for those of you who've just chipped in. And if you've been listening earlier... Um, an explanation as to the sound. I, I think we're all going to probably going to be going for this, but it, it does seem like they need to get an Artas version going, or Pro Tools need to figure out a way to get AUs into uh, tools. Well, which no, I you think- can run you can run VSTs in Pro Tools using the uh, uh, F Expansion wrapper. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I and I will. I had done so before occasionally, but I just never really found any advantage to doing it, so I didn't even install it this time. But for the, to run this thing, I will. Is it out yet? Does anybody know? Well, I've seen it in the stores. I mean, that's how I got the pricing. Okay. You, can, you can you can it's certainly advertise. I don't know whether it's you know on the boat on the way in the box, but uh, yes, well, apparently sure. so. I, I was still uh, testing a beta. Really, well, it's going to be out pretty soon then. I because I, yeah. I found I, I think I found the price on Sweetwater or Zounds or one of those kind of US retailers for the two four nine. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I I'm pretty find sure. A buck, though, but as I think there will. There's a couple of minor bucks in there at the time of the review. Okay, and when did you review it? Uh, I think uh, last week. Wow! So head over to Muso Talk. Dot de to check out the review um obviously it will be in german but you'll be able to hear what's going on and uh, Absolutely. it's funny whenever i watch your stuff i don't speak german but i kind of understand what you're saying i don't know it must be a kind oh. of anglo-saxon thing i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> what's going on there well, i like the german word for envelope actually and what's that i was watching i was watching part of that and i don't i can't remember what it was now who called i think yes must have been that okay Hey, there we go. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, well, I, I think we're one topic away from the end, so I better get the shoehorn the last of our two ads. Um, also from loopmasters.com, who is uh, also a sponsor of the show. Uh, we very much thank them for their continued sponsorship. And they're the number one website and sample CD distributor dedicated to bringing you the most inspirational collections of royalty-free sounds and samples from some of the top producers worldwide. They've got loads of stuff. Uh, every Friday comes, and I get tons of things in their newsletter. It seems like they release things on a kind of weekly basis. So loopmasters.com is where you want to go to check out their sample boutique um we were running a coupon um system with them whereby if you emailed them they'd uh, send you a coupon but they've run out which is kind of good 
because uh, it means that we've uh, we've done our job. Um, but we're working on getting some exclusive packages and sample things together for for future people. So head over to loopmasters.com and just check out their stuff, and we'll work on getting uh, another deal in place. Uh, they've also got a video podcast which they run at looptv.net. Uh, it's number three in the series. They've got an interview with uh, Jody Wistinoff from Way Out West, who's a real synth head and uh, an interesting guy. Uh, they've also got some tech talk from Rob Jones, who talks about drum pattern manipulation in Ableton Live 8. Uh, so that's at looptv.net. So thank you very much to our sponsors, loopmasters.com. Um, okay, well, the last topic is, um, I think, audio boo, um, which was, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, this was really surreal, actually, because I was looking on it, I was thinking, what can I find as an example to play for audio boo? It's a sort of audio blogging thing for the for the uh, iPhone. But I think, actually, um, that y- there are other ways of getting audio in there. And guess what I found? This is what I found. I'm in a hardware store at the moment and watching men shop with women. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, And I probably do this myself, but what I've noticed about the women is that they'll be wandering around the shop with the men and going, Oh, here you are, love, here's some rope. And the man will pick up the rope and go, And not really say anything, but just make the kind of, you know, like a Neanderthal kind of noise and grunt. Throw the rope to one side and then the woman will pick up the rope again and go, It's a sash cord, love. And the man will kind of not really say anything. That was, of course, Mark Tinley, who was on Audio Boo. Um, before we get into this, I've got to say, um, Hans has to go. Non-Eric has to leave us, because I know he only had uh, till 10 too. So thank you very much, Non-Eric, for joining us. You're uh, welcome. Uh, head over to musotalk.de and check out the Largo stuff, and indeed any other music production uh, video casts. Uh, there's a load of stuff that's of ve- very great interest, uh, and news and all that kind of thing. I mean, it is in the German language, but there's still a lot of information and, and scoops to be gleaned from there. So thanks very much, Hans. It's been great to have you aboard and hopefully we can get you again soon you're welcome and uh, yeah hope um, we talk again next week yeah great okay bye 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 Hans. so mark audio boo let me well, explain you well, it's kind a- of got me into it yeah, did well, I? Explain the let Go me on. just explain what it is first it's an audio blogging software so it's kind of like youtube in that you can use uh, it, at the moment it's an iphone app um, but i suspect that that will change over time and you can just talk into it and record a recording and then upload it and it's like a post um that you get on youtube so you just essentially but it's really cool because there's quite clever things because obviously if you're talking into your phone you can be in a situation and talking and you're being really discreet because you're not pointing a camera at someone with a red light so you can have quite um natural narratives to events and all those sort of things which i'm guessing what was happening there with you mark you you were sort of exactly, uh, yeah. and um it's a brilliant idea uh, and, and people are sort of uploading demos and live performances and sort of thoughts for the day and all sorts of things. I just noticed Stephen Fry was audio booing there from... Uh, he, it sounded like he was inside Big Ben and he just said, guess where I am, and then kind of held his mic out and the, the, the bells went. So he's obviously on some kind of special trip. But it's an interesting idea. What What did you... Um, what's What's actually um, got you into it, Mark, apart from me suggesting it, maybe? Which I don't I remember. think you suggesting it got me into it. Uh, what's really got me into it more than anything, though, is because I've been doing a weekly podcast myself on my sort of philosophical views about life and any other things that I observe as I go through it. And I haven't been able to do that because I've been um, offline de-broadbanded and had my studio turned upside down while I've been moving. So, And I just, it gives me an outlet to do that sort of, you know, no, a little bit of narration about what's going on around me. And uh, I kind of do that with text and Twitter yeah. as well. But to actually just have a good old ramble into a microphone or an iPhone and then upload it somewhere, <laughs> I quite like the idea of it. Well, I think it could work really well. I mean, particularly if there's something happening where you are. I mean, obviously, because you, you can, can you upload a picture as well? You um, can, yeah. And I it works, it works over the, the 3G network, doesn't it? I mean, you don't need... Um, well, it, yeah, I mean, I've noticed that there's a couple of things which they need to sort out. And the first one is I re- made the fantastic recording of my cat last night. She's very vocal, and I picked her up, and she was having a good old sing. And then I went to post it, and then I think my phone rang or something happened, which meant I needed to use the telephone. And then when I went back to the Audio Boo application, it had lost the recording. 
And uh, the other thing I notice is while you're uploading a recording, it can take several minutes to upload a recording. I guess if you need to make a phone call while that's happening, you have to quit the application. So it renders your phone completely bloody useless. Yeah, but that is, I mean, and that is actually you pinpointed something that's a major shortcoming in the iPhone generally. It does, it will multitask. But sort of. when yeah, but when third-party applications are not allowed to use a number, uh, you know, more uh, the resources while um, because basically, if the phone goes, then it won't work as a phone. So that's yeah. one of the reasons they've had to do it, and that's for me. That's going to be one of the big deal breakers. I was actually last week. I'm like, right, I'm going to get an iPhone, and I'm going to do it. But the not multitasking thing is a real problem because if I'm using it as a camera and I'm going right, I'm going to upload this for a news item and it, the phone goes or someone texts me or something happens that means that it, it breaks the application and it can't do it in the background, I'm screwed. It's going to take me hours to get anything online. And that's a really big problem. I don't think that's yeah. an audio boo problem. That's something, you know, if they did it on Symbian or they did it on uh, uh, Windows CE, then you can multitask, and that's really an Apple issue. It's not so much that it can't multitask. It's the fact that once you quit the audio boo application, it doesn't cache your recording. Right. As far as I can tell. Oh, I see. So if I make a recording and then I want to go somewhere else on my iPhone and then come back to the recording, if I go somewhere else on my iPhone, effectively, as far as I can tell, it quits all audio boom. Then when I come back to audio boom and go, right, I'm going to finish uploading that thing now. So if I needed to get in my address book to phone someone up and say, I just made a great recording of my Bengal cat, I'm going to post it in a minute do you want to you know go yeah. and check it out and then i go to continue posting it oh so it needs gone. to just be able to go so, back and say you recorded this you haven't uploaded it yet yeah exactly it needs to cache it somewhere or put it somewhere or you know save it somehow yeah to, well, like, that could be amazing i mean imagine <laughs> if you were doing an interview with someone really interesting you know and you were kind of go, great got it and then the phone rent uh, that would be it be all, can we do it again because that's gone i mean that is pretty that needs to be sorted out you're absolutely right i did say that to the cat can we do that again and she just said meow <laughs> mark says do they have something for sheep uh this is mark jx8p in the chat room um something for sheep they could all call it audio bear <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like where you're coming from that gets gag of the week so far uh, via uh. the chat room well done, Mark. <laughs> Rich, can you see this kind of figuring in your life? I mean, uh, there, there's, what's also seems to be up there are people uploading kind of ambiences. So you get like, um, you know, somebody uploads the, uh, I don't know, the, the, there was an airport lounge in, in, in some part of the country and somebody else in some, you know, so they're uploading actual sound beds almost. And that was kind of an interesting idea. There's all sorts of ways it could be used or if you're jamming something. I could see getting into this were I to ever get an iPhone, Yeah. I could, I could see doing that. Well, you could do it on I, your iPod Touch if you get uh, an external mic as well. If you've got, yeah. I noticed um, last night that there was a woman called Connie who's uploading melodies that she's written and inviting people to send her lyrics, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, that sounds good. I mean, I think there's, there's, I mean, it, it's, it's one of the rising kind of new, you know, Web two point sites. Apparently, apparently, they're actually. Um, you know, the BBC are getting into the idea of using it. There's all sorts of ways that it could, you know, they're going to put uh, archives up. But the, the, the other thing that's really good about it, I, I forgot to say, it's like YouTube. So you upload something, you give, you tag it, you give it all of those attributes that one would. And then people can embed them straight on your site. And presumably there are applications that you could use. Like if we had one for Sonic, uh, we could be uploading stuff and it could be just random thoughts or from people who are maybe at synth shows or whatever, listening to demos of certain things that don't necessarily need video to go with it. Uh, could upload and it would just be a constant stream of things. It's, I think it's got a real potential, and I'd like to see it for other operating systems because I think it's a little bit kind of light on um, you know just the iPhone. It doesn't sound like that's enough. The other cool thing about it is, as well, once you start uploading your audio booze, your username becomes a podcast in the iTunes Music Store, so you can go and find people from or in your iTunes player, so you can subscribe to somebody's booze as as a sort of a mini podcast oh really well. so, so like a micro blogging put, pod oh gosh uh, yeah so, so I mean, what's yours bumping into people in trade shows and you just microphone under their nose and said what do you think about this blah 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 and they said something and you just posted that you could constantly you could stream a, you know, yeah. a, a, 
it's not just going to be one clip that someone has to listen to. Well, that'd be good, apart from, apart from the fact that if you're trying to do that and you're at a trade show and you meet somebody else and you haven't finished uploading the previous audio, but you lose the last recording, so you're kind of screwed. But when they fix that, it would be very good. Um, I, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, guess, guess a Symbian one, because I'm now leaning back towards going for Nokia uh, World, because it does multitask and I can do all of those things. Um, so, uh, Rich, sorry, were, were you trying to come in there? I was just curious as to Mark's... Pod, if, if the podcasts are different than his normal podcast stream, and if so, how I could find those? Um, how can you find them? I guess you go to Audio Boo and look for Aspergeneering, and then I you see. would click on the iTunes link for that. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll check that out. Um, just like the welcome, I think that might be Howard. Howard Scar in the chat room. I don't know if it is. Maybe he can tell us and I can play a... Because uh, I haven't done... Well, I did do a bit of tumbleweed earlier. I'll play one just in on homage, just in case it is. Because he made us this special tumbleweed moment. And uh, I like to see him in the chat room. And it's um, good that he's joined us. Albeit late. Yes, it is Howard in the chat room. Hello to Howard Scar there, sound designer extraordinaire. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was just that was a brief great. interlude. I really like that. Yeah. Um, the sound quality is quite good um, via the iPhone. Uh, I'm sure that it'd be good for various other things. But um, the, the, the story that actually brought this up was they're, 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 cause they're a private company. They're trying to raise funding to kind of presumably do things like Symbian operating systems and all these other things. And they're doing this thing whereby they want to sell packages of 1% for £10,000 each, selling a maximum of 20% of the equity. And you said uh, if you get 1% funding deals to be bought up by media organisations and what have you, they'll get even greater functionality, including moderation tools, content management, and various powerful back-end features that larger content organisations expect, particularly if they've paid for their investment. And it's quite an interesting... It's sort of using a social media model for raising funding, so the users get it, rather than the VC guys who are then going to have an agenda to try and sell the company and make a load of money. It seems like a really good approach i hope it works for them one percent for ten thousand pounds yeah so that that's values them at uh a million quid is that about right oh no i gotta get my calculator a hundred times ten thousand equals yes one million pounds well i suppose that's ambitious not if it takes off it's not what's twitter worth uh, well, Twitter's worth, well, who knows what Twitter's worth, because they're not making any money. So, you know, it's it's that notional thing. But that well, seems to be coming... What's their notion? Is that I have no idea. I have no idea. It must be a, a whole bunch. It must be a whole bunch. But that was the kind of what brought the stra- the, the, the thing along. But I, I really want to see Audio Boo as a... Um, as an application for other other phones and other operating systems. Cause I could, but I think you can actually also do phone boo where you just ring a number and leave a message but the the quality of the recording is not going to be anything like as good i guess is it rich you'd end up with that sort of answer phone tone a bit like mark sounds at the moment which might not be so compelling <laughs> audio boo is not audio boo.com i can't remember what it is it audio boo dot dot fm dot fm audio boo dot fm is where you need I to go s- i still they- couldn't figure out how to subscribe to mark's um audio boost well we'll figure it out they do need to do a bit of work on the website because it's it it is very very basic but i think the idea is you're supposed to interface with it from your phone and just kind of get use it as a repository for interesting stuff that you see and feel can you edit the recordings before you send them up that's it you have to do it in one take well it's kind of like the the because the the system that we've got when i was reporting from the limb show is i'd I'd record something on the camera and just you just have to do it in one take and upload it and there's no room for any margins of error and all time to be honest but uh, like i said at least that will upload in the background and my phone will still be a phone while it's doing that so uh when i'm at toastmasters we do something called table topics which is uh somebody will just choose a topic at random and you have to stand in front of a room full of people and speak for two minutes about it oh wow and it's I think that this is fantastic practice for that and vice versa, because the one thing that you get marked down on and go against uh, go against you is the use of the word er uh, or um or are. And uh, 
Oh, it's like, count, um, what's, the, what's, the, uh, the, what's Just a Minute? It's like the Just a Minute Radio 4 chat, um, game show where you have to talk uninterrupted for, for 60 seconds without re- rep- repetition, uh, pausing or deviation. Same sort of idea, I suppose, but in a kind of more formal and uh, terrifying, <laughs> yeah, non-comedic it's, it's, kind of setting. I, I like it, but it's terrifying. But it's, no, it sounds like a really good way of training. I'm, I'm sure I could do with some of that, because when I listen back to the podcast and I have to edit all my kind of mumbling, stuttering, mispronunciations and uh, whatever, I, I could do with a bit of practice for that. We have that luxury, though, don't we? <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I think that's it for this week. I'd like to say thank you very much to everybody in the chat room. Uh, we are now back to our normal time. In case you weren't um, paying attention earlier, the chat room can be found at sonicstate.com forward slash live, where you're most welcome to join us for the live stream and chat alongside it coming down to you. It's, uh, it's, it's, we have some good traffic there today, so thanks very much for everybody coming. I'd also like to thank uh, all my guests locally, um, and that would be, well, let's say thanks to uh, non-Eric from musotalk.de first, because he had to go early. And also, uh, Rich Hilton, myspace.com forward slash Hiltonius. Thank you for coming in, Rich. A pleasure, as always. And uh, you sound great on your... Uh, are you still using the... Um, uh, the what's it called? The uh, Apogee, little mini Apogee converter. Yes, I'm using uh, the Apogee. Same rig I've used most of the way through this podcast journey. Okay. A uh, CAD E200 microphone. And I believe it's an E200. Let's see. What does that say? Yes, E200. And uh, an Apogee Duet. Oh, straight does, into my laptop. Does sound nice. Actually, I'm going to be doing... Um, I've started to... It's, it's a new thing I want to do. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get a collection of microphones, and I'm going to try a different one each week on the podcast, and we'll just have a bit of an evaluation for mics that are good for this kind of thing. So I spoke to the uh, chap at Sontronics, the main designer at Sontronics, who was... Uh, who gave us a really good interview about the kind of process of designing mics and the philosophy about it and that kind of thing. He uh, that was at Limbs. Uh, you can check the 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 interview online. It's quite long, but it is it is interesting. I hope. And uh, he's going to send us a couple. Right, right up my street. He's going to send us a couple of mics, and um, I think I'm going to get some Rhodes as well, some Rode mics, and he's going to send us some of those. There's a man called Slough Sharp or something. The Slough yeah. podcast guy. What's his name? Sessions I with Slough. I forget his. Uh, I know who he is. His second name, but that yeah. chap. He uh-huh. did a microphone roundup podcast, which is very interesting to listen to. And he bought a, a, the microphone that I particularly liked on his podcast. Only costs a hundred pounds. Ah, okay. Well, we'll try that out. It's going to be an interesting comparison. Anyway, he's about the, the Sontronics guy is also going to send me. He's, he's made this amazing mic preamp, and it sounds absolutely wonderful. It's, it's I think it's three nine nine, three hundred ninety nine quid, but it's got it goes from twenty um, k to forty k, and it's incredibly. It's got this incredibly high. Um, sort of high specification uh for just for two channels so he's hopefully going to try us that as well um but that last voice you heard was uh, mark spay mark tinley who also joined us this week he's been absent for some time while he's uh, moved house and uh, got various other things to get on with but uh, mark's where where should we point people to mark is it aspergineering.com is that the best place yeah definitely just point them straight at the, the main website please which is www.aspergineering.com Okay, well, we'll put the link in the show notes because uh, you're a bit uh, tonally challenged this week um, due to the uh, loss of your headset. But uh, hopefully, we'll have more of you. Will you be able to join us again soon, or are you still? Yes, absolutely. Oh, brilliant! Well, it's anyway great to have you back. Um, go check out what Mark's up to, and um, that was Sonic Talk number one hundred and thirty-four, brought to you by our sponsors LoopMasters.com and Roland.co.uk, who want to tell you about the Juno Di. Um, so go check it out. Anyway, that's about it. Um, That was Sonic Talk number 134.